Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. I keep saying health renaissance because obviously we're in the dark ages. Okay, so today we're talking about preparing for challenges. Now, what's a trip is I was looking to the, the old pox that I got on preparing for challenges. You know, I mean, fire, flood, theft, famine, whatever. Okay, and how to do it. And the we're going to bring up a lot of stuff that was really um, pertinent that I thought in 2018. You're going to see it's a pretty good correlation for today. Now, all this will be put on our Dr. B VIP site. And the second half of this, we're going to be talking about variants, viral variants. And because that's going to be really in the news, and you'll see it's absolutely a total propaganda ploy, nothing to do with reality and everything to do with uh, fear-mongering to keep you controlled. So that will be on the drbvip.com uh, site. And please, keep supporting Extreme Health Academy. I, was, I do about a two- to three-hour seminar once a month. I'm answering questions all the time on there. It is a blast, but for a community that... Um, a community that's that's gone through health challenges and recovered. It's the the coolest group of people. So now, if you're there's there's a, a disease called normalcy bias, okay. And I'm with you on this, okay. I want shit to just go back to normal too. It's not going to happen, okay. When they first initiated masks and social distancing, try to initiate a fear in the public. You got a new, I mean, right then, and this was last year, that you, the government can't say, oh, okay, look, we're all better, drop the mask and hug each other. Okay, you can't do that once you've initiated fear. So martial law is coming. It is coming. That's guaranteed. Now, whether it's going to be a cyber attack in the next month or so, um, look for around first part of September, um, around there, plus or minus a few weeks, that the stock market's going to crash. But but imagine this, you know, if everything was shut down, like no electricity, what would it be like to drive across town? Well, I mean, a normal half-hour drive could take four or five hours. Uh, with no electricity, you're talking no alarm system. So that means break-ins, lootings, everything. And if that went on for a week, martial law. So, so break out of the normalcy bias and and I want I want everything to go back to normal too but um so pray for the best plan for the worst so this is where um planning comes in because I mean you've got events uh earthquake economic flood um but we've seen in the last year and a half from insane restrictions to flatten the curve so the hospitals wouldn't be overwhelmed to, oh my gosh, it's no worse than the flu, um, but uh, schools are closed, everything else. So plan for services gone for three, three months, six months to a year. Uh, so you have to learn how. And this is no electricity, no refrigeration, no lights, no water, no cell phones, no fuel. What are you going to do? Okay, number one, man, learn how to open your garage. Because if you have an electronic garage door opener, there's a way to disconnect it. If you're going to store fuel, be very, very careful. 
Um, fuel is explosive. So look at gas generators, diesel generators. I would run them just a, f you know, a few hours a day to keep the freezers going so you can have long-term food shortage or storage. Have candles, flashlights available. That makes a heck of a lot of sense. And food storage. So for goodness sake, when you're going grocery shopping, get 10 extra cans of food, get a couple of bags of rice and beans. Rice and beans is, is a beautiful protein, and it stays fresh for a long time. Also, water storage and fuel storage containers. They, they used to have fuel storage containers for about $10, $15. They're about $25 to $30 now. So prices are increasing exponentially. And also, look at first aid. Uh, you're going to need some, I mean, electric tape is one of the best tapes to close up a wound. Um, wound glue, look at gauze, um, look at all of the things you need for trauma. And uh, if you're not skilled in, in first aid, uh, get a book on it. Get a book on it, get the standard um, colloidal silver, get some um, hydrogen peroxide, which is amazing. I mean, that should be in everybody's first aid and look for some type of shelter because you may need to bug out. Now, when we look at our society, now, again, I did this back in 2018 where people were, um, there, there wasn't a real crisis, okay? You could see on the horizon there were things. Um, but societies have a predictable cycle, and we're going through our cycle. And so what happens it, in a crisis, and this goes from the Dark Ages to the Renaissance, the only way that, that the, the world survives is through small, self-sufficient, independent communities. Think of monasteries. Okay, now these are self-sufficient. They grow their own stuff. They might have little bits of trade with other communities. Fantastic. Um, and then they're brought together by a group of men or men then, or, or one person, to join these small independent communities. And then they build their infrastructure. And this is, like, amazing. So the age of conquest is when everybody starts to, to build, okay, and to, to acquire and to build infrastructure and everything else. And then the golden age. This is when you have an abundance, and this is where you literally get... Um, I mean, women are valued. It's, it's amazing progress. And then societies typically uh, live beyond their means. And, and this is when, because if you're going to elect somebody, you're going to elect them to give you things. And you can only promise so much. Eventually, you go into deficit spending like we're doing. And then the infinite expansion that was promised in the Golden Age, you have finite uh, materials. So then there are shortages, um, and then you go to chaos phase where society breaks up into small self-sufficient groups. So it's a cycle. This has been going on for thousands of years. And, and a lot of different socio-demographic cycles uh, agree with this, though may have different names on it. So just know that society is in one of those cycles. And, I mean, when you look at if, there, if you need more signs, uh, in 2018, when I first did this talk, uh, the World Health Organization said the non-communicable diseases, 
cardiovascular disease, heart disease, cancer, COPD, would bankrupt the world by 2030. Now, it's interesting that we have a manufactured virus going around um, our planet, okay, which supposedly it's going around. It could be seeded. Okay, but who's it killing? I mean, you know, you could hear on the news that everybody is at risk, everybody is at risk. Well, according to the CDC, you had to have um, multiple comorbid conditions, and in fact, on average, 3.8 comorbid conditions. And what were those comorbid conditions? Who is this virus killing generally? Obese, heart disease, and people with anxiety, mental disorders, COPD, you know, multiple comorbid conditions. So this virus is not killing healthy people. It's killing people that are sick. And so that does make sense. But also, look at our world. I mean, we're talking massive food shortages coming up this coming winter. Um, because, I mean, if, if you look at this, um, concentrating animal feeding operations, we are producing very, very sick animals. We do need animal agriculture. Uh, so who is the number one owner of farmland in the world? Bill Gates. And what does he want? He wants to wipe out animal agriculture and have you eat the soy burger that he's going to do. Now, you might be concerned that the, the soy products and the fake burgers um, have an estrogenic effect and can calming on the population, and you'd be right. Uh, but just know that there is a purpose for animal agriculture in agriculture. They eat grass, turn it into poop, the poop turns into fertilizer, and the fertilizer we can use to grow certain things. And this has been going on for thousands and thousands of years. Now, back in 2018, Argentina created a mandatory vaccination law that you needed a, to be 100% vaccinated at every age, adults, everything, to get a passport, ID, driver's license, to go to school, everything. Um, now... In 2018, I said it's coming to us. I just heard over the news that New York uh, has passed that, I think it's September 15th, once September 15th rolls around, that you'll have to show proof of vaccine in order to get into a restaurant. And now, Columbia, and this was in 2017, they judged that forced vaccination was unconstitutional in Columbia. Um, since we are now living in a country with very few laws and no constitution to rein the government in, let me just read what the Colombian um, uh, uh, Supreme Court stated. Quote, the state cannot make decisions regarding bodily integrity of its citizens cause, because to do so would violate human dignity. Um, the Ministry of Health must obtain informed consent of patients prior to administration of any vaccines. Um, brilliant, brilliant. Now, um, when we look at the lockdown, shutdowns, everything, remember, the, the highest numbers that are coming are six, 600,000 people dying from this disease. Now, are these healthy people struck down? No, the CDC says 99 uh, percent of them had 3.8 comorbid conditions. But what are we doing? What kind of psychological damage are we doing to the children by masking them and keeping them out of school and isolating them and telling them they can't hug their friends? What are we doing? 
Well, in 2018, children living in poverty, we were 34 out of 35, okay, the highest. United States had the, 20, had the highest children, number of children living in poverty. That's about 25% of our children among all developed nations. What do you think wiping out, saying your business is essential and yours isn't, what is this doing to that percentage? Is it, um, are we getting wealthier? Are we doing better now that the government is printing more money? Or, or is this a disaster waiting to happen? Um, in 2018, um, the percentage of people living below the poverty line U.S. ranked 35th best out of 157 countries. So, you know, not too good. Now, every time you hear the stimulus package, yeah, you're going to get 1,200 bucks, okay, for people wiping out your job. Um, the evictions are going to be through the roof because, remember, you've got um, these these college students saying. Yes, everyone should have free college. Everyone should have free health care. Everyone should have free housing. Who pays for it? Okay, it has to be done with taxes or there has to be some type of business. We know socialism doesn't work. We see it around the world. Well, now with the government printing more and more money, if you have money in savings, guess what? That's worth less and less. And if there is a financial crisis, and I'm talking very, very quickly, like the end of August, first part of September, um, this is dangerous to just have money in a savings account. If there's a cyber attack like they've been planning, check out Cyber Polygon. If there's a cyber attack, um, just know that there is going to be a major shutdown in, in um, supplies, uh, gas, food, power, everything. So the number one thing, I mean, I like the heirloom seed packets. Okay, there's a couple of kits, and this is going to be on food storage. comes in a five-gallon container, tons of seeds, so if you have access to land, you can grow the plants. If you don't, you can grow the sprouts. One five-gallon bucket can produce 150 pounds of sprouts, which is fantastic. Um, also, look at, there's a number of different, Patriot Supply is a good one, there's a number of different um, dried food storage places out there. And this is coming down to the, to the you know, where, where you really have to start getting it. Um, and figure two ounces of alfalfa seeds will yield one to two pounds of sprouts. Okay, so, so and this is like, um, it's super high in abundant sources of vitamin A, B, C, D, E, minerals, calcium, chlorophyll, keratin. That's why I really think sprouts are one of the best foods that you can store. Um, go to sproutpeople.org. Uh, that is one of the best informations for it. Also, look at water storage. Um, and and with, if if you haven't prepared and you don't have water storage, there's still water in your house, okay? If, if you have an apartment, look at the water heater. The water heater is still going to have storage even if water isn't going into it. Now, most water heaters, that has a drain on the bottom. When you first turn that spigot on, there's going to be some rusty water in there. 
and and so you know allow it don't throw it away use that to water your garden use that to flush your toilets use that something okay when the water starts to run clear you can drink that but i'd recommend you filtering it a bit too so you can run it through cheesecloth if you have charcoal or sand you can rig up a little plate with some holes in it and pour it through there you know filter it as best you can but a standard water heater you're looking at 20 to 50 gallons also if you have a house or an apartment building and the water is shut off uh, go down and turn off the main house valve okay and at where the water comes in from the city and there's going to be a lot of water in the pipes and and so this way I would recommend you only use that for drinking because drinking water is going to be scarce. Um, figure about a gallon per person per day. So, and, and your neighbors are going to need water as well. So just know that, that you can have a lot of, of water that's available. Even the water in the back of the toilet, okay, you can utilize for a lot of different things as long as it doesn't have those um, toilet cleaners in there look at local food harvesting so hopefully um, you do have some extra canned goods some extra dry goods um, and make sure you check on your neighbors this is when people help people okay the only way that we can do it remember the only people that survive survive in communities if you're the prepper with a shitload of guns and a shitload of food and you're the only one on your block like that you are not going to make it okay you hook up with your neighbors you share what assets you have you find out what skills they have okay and we form our own communities look at local food harvesting okay I mean I'm, I'm living in Huntington Beach seaweed did you know that 99% of seaweed is edible um, just look where you're harvesting if you're harvesting seaweed close to a storm drain I wouldn't do it okay because see seaweed um, literally cleans the ocean so but there's also um, look at fresh fish uh, if you if you have a, a bucket of, of dirt at home you can grow a tomato plant <laughs> I mean, you know and it it does take a few weeks to a few months to harvest but I'm telling you just a few five gallon buckets on an apartment balcony you can produce some good stuff but also when you're looking at parks um, eucalyptus eucalyptus leaves eucalyptus oil fantastic for medicinal purposes pine pine nuts are fantastic if you have a watershed area close to you cattails nettles I mean just hiking through the mountains here there's anise which is fantastic I mean delicious so if you have a get a book because remember your little Google thing on the phone may not be working so get, get look at books for local food harvesting and what's edible what's not edible and it sounds like extreme but just again be prepared if there if you have one to two months of food in the house fantastic if your neighbors don't share it but don't tell everybody everything that you have um, then I mean you can have like uh, MREs they're called meals ready to eat produced by the military the problem is they're expensive uh, if they're exposed to the Sun they don't last that long there's not a lot of fiber in there they're not really good now canned groceries 
Canned, canned good or is generally good long after the expiration date if it's cared for correctly. Uh, look at the varieties when you're getting canned good. Make sure there's no MSG, no GMOs, and look at the uh, no BPA lining on the cans. Um, dried food is going to be fantastically good for you. But then look at disinfectants. Look at um, things that you can use to clean. Okay, and this is hugely important. Dangerous disinfectants are going to be the neosporin, polysporin, neomycin, the Purell. Those are dangerous infectants because they don't kill everything. They create a competitive environment, and you have a relationship with viruses, funguses, and bacteria, a good relationship. Without those things, you will not survive. So when you're disinfecting, you have to look at the balance. You want to maintain your normal flora. So this is where colloidal silver works. Colloidal silver is a fantastic disinfectant. I mean, they use that on the Russian Mir space uh, station. Um, coconut oil disinfectant, hydrogen peroxide, just heat and direct sunlight. I mean, you can expose um, clothes, you know, just... just um, rinse them and get them exposed to sunlight. The sunlight has antimicrobial effect if you don't have access to um, soaps or anything. But colloidal silver is one of the greatest things. I've got some old videos that show how to make it, but you just need two pieces of silver, three 9-volt batteries, and some alligator clips and some distilled water. And you can make distilled water just by uh, boiling it and capturing the steam. Uh, but even the World Health Organization recommends colloidal silver uh, in water filters. Okay, I mean, just fantastic. For standard poisoning, look at your health. Okay, activated charcoal is one of the best. Now, if you have somebody that's been poisoned, you may want to induce vomiting. You may not want to induce vomiting. So vomiting, once they swallow poison, may, may be a benefit, may not be. So make sure you look at that. But again, if you don't have access to a, to a cell phone where you can call somebody skilled in poison control, get a book on it. Okay, Get a book on it, read the label, find out what. Because most poisons, if you have access to whatever the person consumed, um, it will give you some, some helpful advice. A couple of things that I like. Activated charcoal is amazing. It's like an electrical sponge. It attracts toxins. Bentonite clay is also amazing. And bentonite clay and charcoal, guess what? Stores for freaking ever, as long as it's in a dry area. And i got tons of bentonite clay for, for um, detoxing. Uh, if you have any area in your yard, aloe. Aloe is, heck, it's, it's called a plant of immortality. It's been used by the Egyptians for 6,000 years. Um, you're talking it's good anti-ulcer, it's a, lax a laxative, anti-inflammatory. Um, we used to have a, a white puppy dog that had skin issues. We would split it down there and rub it on its skin issues and it would help. Uh, you can take it internally. It controls blood sugar and detoxes. So if you're type 1 diabetic or type 2 diabetic, you can actually utilize this to help out. It's fantastic for minor burns, cuts, scrapes. I mean, an aloe is, is one of the greatest, most versatile plants around there. If you have access to coconuts, if you live in the south, phenomenal. 
Okay, you're talking it, the the coconut oil itself can kill viruses, bacteria, funguses. Um, it expels tapeworms, lice, giardia, parasites. It's incredible. Then also look at transportation. Now, public transportation probably isn't going to be around. Okay, um, gasoline, diesel. Okay, these all require stuff to to be stored. Be careful if you're staring, storing gasoline. It can't be inside. It can be incredibly dangerous. Um, so if you're storing that, make sure you know where to store it and you do it safely. Uh, but you also have biking. Yeah, just a regular bike. Walking. Look for good shoes. Look for a backpack, a to-go bag. That would be all fantastic. Um, and And also, look at what's storable. If you have an electric bike, see if you can get an, uh, an electric um, solar power that can do a trickle charge. Um, going up to where the crisis could be, keep your tank full. Okay, If you're storing fuel, store it safely. But also look for spare parts. It's like on, on, on the boat when you're out there, you don't have access to a hardware store. So look at storage for spare parts, fan belts, um, tools, everything. Now, if things shut down, and I'm talking no cell phone, just, just picture this. Um, your, your family is 45 minute drive away, and it's, it's a drive through the city. All of a sudden, there is no cell phone communication, no powers. That means every stoplight is gone. That means anarchy. That means no, um, no alarms. So you're talking looting. So driving a half an hour through the city may be incredibly dangerous. You may have to go out. You may have to go around. You may have to um, avoid hot spots and areas, but you have no way to communicate. Satellite communicators are the, just about the only option. Cell phone towers go down. You can still communicate up to the satellite. Now, the, the phones cost anywhere from 250 bucks to you know, a couple of thousand. The, you have to buy satellite time, and that's a monthly plan. They run from $14 to, I mean, I've seen them, $150, $200. But think of this. If you are stuck in an area, those satellite communicators are going to be the a life saving. So you can tell your your family stay there. I'm on my way, or you can give instructions. Uh, you know, it's it's pretty much you know light the candles and and be safe. So the skills for survival, you got food. Look at canning. Look at drying food. If your refrigerators are shut down. Okay, and there, and you have no idea when that's it's going to be on. Think of salting the meat, sun drying the meat, sun drying tomatoes, sun drying uh, fish. Uh, you can actually cook fish if you have enough lemon and uh, lemon or lime, some citrus. Um, but just look at, at food. Make sure that you've got some type of storage. Make sure you've got some type of transportation. And believe me, walking. A good person at a good gate can walk, uh, you know, 20 miles in a day. So if you're walking someplace 50 miles away, uh, look at about two, three days to get there. But you can walk it. Um, transportation, um, water, look at distilling, purification, water tablets, 
Um, there's a lot of things you can do to, to clean water, but water is hugely important for survival. You can only live a few days without water. Um, shelter, waste management, first aid, protection. I mean, if you look at, at just the skills you need for survival, food, transportation, water, shelter, waste management, first aid, and protection. That means that if people are um, in a stressed state, they may not act like uh, normal neighbors and normal friends. So having a personal protection device, uh, like personally I brought every one of my staff members uh, pepper spray and uh, we actually went in the, the parking lot for one of our training and I had everyone squirt. Not each other, we squirted in the air so that they could get used to it and look at wind direction, look at the, how far it would go, look at where you would aim it, and I would completely recommend that. There's also some paintball guns that are excellent that can shoot things at around 300, 350 feet per second uh, that are rubber-coated ceramic balls that can really injure people. In California, we can't get the pepper spray balls, but those are also excellent. Just, just be aware. Um, I'm, I'm with you on normalcy bias that I want things to go back to normal, but the, the Arabic proverb, pray to God but tie up the camels, and I love the Russian proverb, pray to God but keep rowing to shore. Um, God is in charge of this, okay, and we are in the chaos phase of the world, but we are going to all, we're going to th thrive. Don't panic. Love your neighbors. Do the Big Ten. Don't steal. Don't kill. Don't, um, don't covet your neighbors anything. Okay, let's work this out working together. We all have skills or assets, and if we join forces, uh, we're going to be making it through. Okay, and if there isn't anything negative that happens, then by gosh, you'll be prepared for anything in, in any eventuality. We're going to have this and more information on the Delta variants tonight. Oh, this is Dr. John Bergman. God bless you, and I love you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.